Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. Thank you guys all for joining us. We hope your week is going well already. Um, we're going to do something a little bit different tonight. Normally, we start with uh, my little sermonette there, and then we kick it over to Kristen. But I thought actually it would be better if tonight, uh, Kristen, you opened us up with prayer, and then I'll do my little message, which tonight is about the importance of speaking boldly, both in your relationships and in your prayer life, and exactly what that means. Uh, and then after that, we'll get to the individual prayer request. But Kristen, why don't you open us up in prayer to start? Absolutely. Well, dear Jesus, thank you for everything. Every single thing that we have comes from your hand. God, there's nothing that we can take credit for. There's nothing also that will ever be able to keep us apart. God, there's nothing that will keep us from your love. You will go to the depths to get us, to to take us, Lord, from where we are to where you want us to be, to rescue us. You have rescued us in every single way, God. God, we thank you. We thank you for you. yours is the honor and the glory and the power forever, God. We thank you that the enemy does not win, Lord, that you have the victory. You alone have the victory over everything we face and everything we ever will face, God. God, that you are on the throne. God, that we are yours. We are your child, Lord. We are royalty. We have royal blood flowing through our veins, Lord. And that if we ask whatever we ask for, we receive in you, Lord. We receive our healing. We receive our joy. We receive our future. We receive every single thing we need, Lord. We receive it for ourselves. We receive it for our families. And we receive it for for those who need you, God, who who are desperate for you. We are all desperate for you, God. And I just pray that as we spend these time, this time together, God, that we would, that you would pull at our hearts, Lord, that we, you would woo us to yourself and that we would know you in a deeper way. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Great job as always. All right. So guys, like I said, we're going to talk today about the importance of speaking boldly in a relationship and also what that means. And I'm going to tie it in also to our prayer life. Because as I've said, you know, when we do the relationship series videos, right, what I'm convinced of is that there's a huge overlap. There are these great parallels between how we're supposed to relate to our romantic partners and other people as well, and also how we're supposed to relate to God, even though we don't really think of God as a romantic partner. I don't I don't mean to suggest that really, only only that he uses our personal lives uh, to teach us about how we're supposed to relate to him, and he uses our prayer life also to teach us about our personal lives. So one of the lessons that Kristen and I have learned, and I'm only telling you this because I have her permission to share these things, is the importance of speaking boldly with each other and how exactly to do it. Now, Naturally, I'm a very, very bold speaker. Okay. I'm a lawyer. I'm involved in politics, but my version of bold speaking in the, in those contexts. Okay. Is very aggressive and very forceful. And it's not really what we mean by bold speaking. Now, Kristen, on the other hand, is certainly not a timid person, but she's very agreeable. 
She wants to get along. And so early in our relationship, what I noticed is that when we would talk about something, I'd ask if she wanted to do something or what she wanted for dinner, that sort of thing. A lot of times I, I didn't realize it, but she was just saying things just to get along, right? She would go along just to get along. And eventually I had to tell her that she really needed to learn to be assertive. Again, I'm only telling you this because I have her permission to tell you this, okay? That she had to learn how to really assert herself because I couldn't read her mind. And what we don't want to happen in a relationship, and this is one of the worst things that can happen, is someone keeps something inside. They're not assertive, okay? And then what happens? It builds up, it builds up, it builds up. You keep it inside because you're trying to avoid the argument, okay? But then what happens is it keeps building up and eventually it comes out. And all of a sudden, it all comes out at once. Six, seven, eight months worth of resentments come out. And I never really had that with Kristen, but only because we followed this principle that you have to be able to assert yourself. Now, here's what it doesn't mean. It does not mean being heavy handed. It doesn't mean playing the lawyer like I do when I'm in court or or when I'm doing the politics thing or anything like that. I told Kristen you know, one time that she had to be assertive. And I remember we were coming home from this uh, vacation we were on and we're having a good time. It was a nice long drive. And, and right before we got to like the exit for our house, she starts in with, oh, by the way, when you get home, uh, I want you to put away the laundry. First of all, I want you to unpack everything. I want you to fold this when you put this in that drawer. And then I want you to put this over here. And just out of nowhere, it was just like, she just like was dumping this laundry, literally a laundry list uh, of things on me to do. I was like, Chris, what the heck? Where did this come from? She's like, well, you said I'm not assertive enough. And I said, okay, well, there's assertive, which is, you know, making your position known. And then there's just being sort of heavy handed. Or like the other day, we were trying to decide where we would go for uh, our next vacation. And I can be indecisive with these things. I'll admit. Or or sometimes if I'm working, I kind of all like blow off the conversation or say, all right, get to me later. And Christian just goes, all right, I'm just deciding. Here's what we're going to do. I'm being assertive. I'm like, no, no, this is not being assertive. This is being heavy handed. Again, I'm only telling you this because I have her permission. This is being heavy handed. Assertiveness is simply is having the courage to make your position known. It's not imposing your will on the other person. It's just making your will known and then going from there. And it's it's really important that the other person always creates an environment. All right. An environment where that where that person knows, where the other person knows that they can come to you. That they can come to you without fear of rejection, without fear of being ridiculed or anything like that. God wants us to go before him, okay? But keep in mind that when we do that, we have to go confidently knowing that he's not going to reject us. And so when when Kristen and I talk, we don't come down on each other. It's nothing ever like that. But we're always careful to assert our position, right? Because if you don't, then things build up. But more than that, here's the other thing, that if you think about why you're not being assertive, yes, it's to, it, you, it's usually to be agreeable, right? Everyone's in a good mood. Everyone's happy. You don't want to, you don't want to be the Debbie Downer who ruins everything. You certainly don't want to fight to start, but you're also, you're also denying yourself that growing experience, that sort of the stepping out in faith and having the difficult conversations, you know, and sometimes difficult conversations have to be had. Okay. Doesn't mean they have to be unpleasant, but sometimes we have to talk about topics that maybe we don't, we don't want to. Well, if you're just going to go along just to get along, that issue will never get addressed. So not only does the resentment build up, okay, you deny yourself the necessary growth that that obstacle there has, has been placed there by God for you to overcome so that you will grow. Kristen and I, oh, I shouldn't tell this. I'm not going to mention names, but Kristen and I have a friend. He's a great guy, wonderful salt of the earth person, the best, just a beautiful, beautiful human being. Okay. 
When he got married, his wife's father had a rule. And he said, all right, here's the deal. I'll let you marry my daughter. And Monday through Friday, you can live with her. But on weekends, on Saturdays, you got to drive her up to my house and you leave her there and you go home and you can pick her up again Sunday. Okay. Now, you can imagine that that wasn't going to work for very long. Fortunately, in his situation, he wasn't one of these, I'm just going to say, you know, I'm just going to go along just for the sake of getting along. Because if he did that, that's not really being married, right? And I understand the impulse. You don't want to insult someone's father, for goodness sake, especially when you just got married, right? And you're probably thinking, all right, at least he let me marry my daughter, marry his daughter, and, and that's great. But you know what? If he had done that, not only had the res- would the resentment have built up, he never would have had that growth moment. He never would have had that difficult conversation that frankly needed to be had with the father and with his wife saying, this is not what a marriage is, okay? That marriage would have been dead on arrival. If he let that get very far, I think he said he did it like one weekend or something yeah, like that. Maybe once. I think, I think he said he did it once and that was the end of that. And thank God, right? Because if you don't have that conversation, then, then the marriage isn't going anywhere. All right. So being assertive, the, the importance of being assertive isn't, isn't just so that resentments don't build up. It's because you want to, when, when God puts an obstacle in front of you, we call it stepping stones, not, not stumbling blocks. He wants you to overcome it. He wants you to have that hard conversation because that's how you grow and that's how you mature in a relationship. Okay, what does this have to do with your prayer life, right? Because it's we're supposed to, this is supposed to be a Christian show, we tie this in. Well, the Bible says we're supposed to go boldly before the throne of God, okay? That we're supposed to be confident when we go before him. I am amazed at how many people aren't able to do this. And you know what? I find even myself, sometimes it's hard to do it because sometimes we just get this idea that God is tired of hearing from us, or maybe God doesn't want to do something for us, or we're bothering him or something like that. And that's the exact opposite thing of what we should be doing. To pray powerful and effective prayers, you have to come to the come to God with a sense of power, with a sense of boldness. Hebrews 4.16 says, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need, right? James 5.16 says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. In other words, when we go to God prayerfully in righteousness, all right, we should go there with confidence because we know it's powerful. It's not God, I, you know, I don't know if you're really listening to me. I'm sorry if I'm bothering you. Not, nothing like that. Because that, that sort of lack of faith destroys effective prayer. We have to understand that as a righteous person, as righteous people, our prayers are powerful and effective. Proverbs 15, 29 says, the Lord is far from wicked, but here's the prayers of the righteous. And again, if you've accepted Christ, then your sins are washed clean by the blood of God, and you are called righteous. So don't go with this, well, you know, I'm not good enough to go in front of God. I'm not, that yes, the holy people, the pastors, the Jordan and Christians of the world, they can go before God. Their prayers are powerful and effective, but it's not me. No, because if you are saved, okay, and you've repented of your sins, you are a righteous person too. First John 5, 14 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. And if we know that if he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we will have what we've asked of him. What this means is if you conform your will to God so that what you want is what God wants, okay, then he will give you the desires of your heart. It, it couldn't be more, it couldn't be more clear about this. 
Ephesians 6.18 says, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Sometimes we think some things are too small or, or too trivial or too far out. You know, Chris and I pray for celebrities sometimes we've never met. We pray for random people who crosses on the street. I pray for the Jets to win games. Well, at this point, I'm just praying for them not to help, not to hurt themselves. Okay. The Bible says it. I don't see anywhere where, where God says, you know what, that prayer was stupid. I'm not paying attention. Instead, what he says is pray for, pray for all things, okay? With all kinds of prayers and requests. Paul even says pray without ceasing. Well, if you're going through a day, you're dealing with lots of stuff. Pray for whatever you're dealing with. And then, of course, Ephesians uh, 3.20, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church in Christ Jesus through all generations. Amen. Okay? In other words, guys, it's very simple. Throughout the Bible, God says there's no cost to praying to me. Actually, if anything, there's a cost to not praying. That's the weird thing, right? We think, you know, sometimes we go to God like he's sort of like this stingy, miserly, Charles Dickens sort of character who who doesn't want to give us anything. And you think almost like uh, Oliver, and uh, was Oliver Twist, I guess, who goes and, and with the empty bowl and says, may I please have more or something like that. And he gets like smacked away. Guys, it's not, it's nothing like that. Okay. We have a God who's abundant in all things and he wants us to come to him. He wants us to assert ourselves with him. Again, not be heavy handed, but to come to him boldly and confidently to get things off our chest, to put our burdens onto him, to cast our cares onto the Lord, because that's how you help to build a relationship with him. You can't have a relationship built on timidity, only a relationship built on the confidence that what we, we come to God, that he hears our prayers and that he wants to help us. He wants to give us good things. He wants to give us what we ask in Christ Jesus. So guys, listen, that's the basic principle for this lesson. The importance in any relationship, whether it's in a relationship with your husband or wife or in a relationship with God, with coming to that person boldly and also creating an environment in a relationship where that person can come to you boldly so that they know that if they come to you, that you're not going to slap them down, that, that you're not going to reject them, that both of you are coming from the same place, that you just both want the marriage or the relationship to be stronger and better, okay, and that you're not really coming at each other as opponents, but rather as teammates trying to grow the relationship together and grow yourselves in Christ. That's my lengthy message for you tonight. Awesome. Amazing. Amazing. Went, went too long. I know it, it was perfect. I, I loved all the scriptures that you brought up and they're so applicable to this. And, you know, it really helps me to understand when we were talking about that, about uh, in particular, for me, it's easy to be agreeable and just go along. Mm. Not, I won't say like with the crowd, I'm not like that at all. I'm very bold and outspoken, but in a relationship, especially when you yeah. trust somebody and, and you want the same things. Um, but then it's easy to say, it's hard to make that balance. Uh, just like you said, of saying not heavy handed, how right. to be assertive. And I think of that in prayer, how we always say about approaching God because he is our friend. We are his daughter or his son and intimate lover. But at the same time, he is holy. And so it's having that balance of, hey, you're my friend, but also revering him as holy. Yeah. And when you come with requ request, it's knowing, yes, like you said, not like Oliver Twist, uh, 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 can I have this, Lord? Or the other way around, sometimes, you know, 
it's important not to get bitter and be like, well, this is what or, I'm going to just or, tell you, God, but I'm going to what or, I want. Or what you see is in some of these, what I call phony prosperity churches, the name it and claim it. Like, right. God, I want that jet over there. Exactly. That's my Mercedes. It's like, no, 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 that's not what this so, is. So that's a really good illustration of God, of how we're supposed to approach God. I love right. Queen Esther as women, um, you know, for all of our ladies out there thinking, feeling like Queen Esther boldly approaching, uh, but at the same time revering and knowing he is the lover of your soul. And for our guys, same thing to know that not, maybe not Queen Esther may not relate to you, but to know that you're relating to God as both you are his son, you are the prince of, of the most high God. But at the same time, to know that um, that you revere him as your king. So. Yep. And by the way, I, I mentioned a couple of stories about, you know, Kristen in there, just to kind of even it out, just so you understand. Yes, Kristen, I think, was not assertive enough early on in the relationship. And I, not that, by the way, these conversations took like two minutes. Okay. So it wasn't like a long-term thing. I was kind of the opposite. I think when I started, I always had my bossy hat on. And not just from being, not always, but when, when... I don't want to say got out of line, but just when I got it wrong, that was because of it. Because I'm an employer. I have people who work for me and work under me. And a lot of times when I'm just dealing with tasks, I'm, I'm just kind of creating an itinerary in my head of what has to be done and who should do it. And not really – you go from sort of asking to ordering. And yeah. that's something that I've had to look out for in my relationship. You know, it's, the other thing is – since we, uh, the pandemic hit, a lot of my court cases are at home, right? Because we do Zoom a lot of times and I'm not actually going to court. I'm just making these arguments, you know, from actually this room here, which is in our house. And Kristen can hear me in these other rooms. And I remember a, a few weeks ago, you came up to me, you heard I had done some oral argument and you were like, Oh my goodness. I had no idea you had that in you. Where did that come from? I'm glad you don't use that with me. And it's like, yeah, well, that was, that was me being. Very, very assertive at the time. Uh, but so that's part of my instinct. And so whereas Kristen, I think, I don't want to say overcorrected that one or two times. And it's not a criticism. I'm just using it as an example. I was kind of the, the opposite that I think my instinct was, was to be too, I don't want to say demanding or kind of just, I think not bossy, but just sort of, um, what, how, what words you use? Uh, I don't know. You, I don't think you were bossy. You just. I go into boss mode is more than bossy. I just kind of, I just kind of, it's, it's sometimes it was, I think difficult for me at, at, at times just kind of to, to, to switch from one gear to another yeah. at times. Um, but so it's something, it's something I definitely look out for. And I look out for the opposite, which is always making sure that if something's on my mind that I let Kristen know and, and therefore it doesn't become a thing, right? That's right. All right. So here's what we're going to do. A bunch of, how many prayer requests we have left? Uh, seven. We have seven. All right. Um, you take care of those. Why don't you pray for those people? I'll check out the people coming in on the live feed. Okay, okay love? Lord, um, first of all, we want to pray. Shazad uh, says, pray for Christian re Afghan refugees. Yes. Yes. Um, God, I, I've actually been uh, a couple, about a month ago, waking up in the middle of the night to pray um, for for Afghan refugees that you have prompted me. And, and so, Jesus, we pray right now. We pray for their safety. God, we pray for peace above all else and peace that passes understanding. 
That is the definition of peace that passes understanding to guard their hearts and minds. God, I pray for your warring angels around those people. And I pray for the people in Afghanistan to come to know you as their Lord and Savior during this time. I pray for revival. And I just pray for your peace, God, and for those people. For Rose, who just says problems. God, you you have the solution to every problem we face. I pray for Rose, Lord, that you would give her the solution that she needs, Lord. She's just asking you um, just to just to come down and rescue her, God. And I know that you want to do that for Rose, God. So let her know right now that you are with her, God. For, for Roa, who has a sick father, in Jesus' name, you heal. You are the healer, God. You heal every sickness, God. Heal Roa's father by the blood of Jesus. Raj says to pray for India, another nation, Lord, that needs you. We pray for people to come to know to to know you, God. We pray for missionaries and Christians that are there for their protection and their safety, God. We pray for young girls and boys in human trafficking, God. We pray that that nation would come to know you in a deeper way, God. In Jesus' name, for Kel- Kelvin and Mulchand, uh, who just pray for family, God. We pray for their families and Perry, who just asked for prayer and he asks, um, and he keeps knocking, God. I pray that you would just answer that prayer, Lord. And for Kelvin and Mulchan, God, that you would answer that prayer for their families, God, and that they would know you as their Lord and Savior, um, for every member of their family to come to know you in a deep, meaningful way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we got some people who have written in. So Vilma is watching from the Philippines and thanks us. Um, uh, Timothy Abbas, I love you both from Pakistan. Thanks very much. Precious, uh, watching you from Zambia. She says there's no relationship, but she's taking your points. Well, Father God, we pray for her, by the way. Um, I thank you that that she's receiving our message, which I take to mean that she has this on her heart. So, God, we pray that this person uh, has a great relationship with you and you bring the right people uh, into her life. Uh, Farzev uh, says he's from Bangladesh. Okay. And uh, Joycelyn says, thank you for pray for me. I'm from, where's FSM? Uh, St. Martin? I don't know. Where is she from? FSM. Uh, Christina is from the Philippines. Well, why don't we pray for, uh, Kristen, pray for J- uh, Jocelyn real quick. We'll figure out where FSM is oh, from. Oh, yeah, you're going to do that. Okay. Lord, we pray for Jocelyn. God, we pray, Lord, you know her. You know every prayer that she has, every need that she has, God. It's not a surprise to you. So, God, we just pray that you would come in and do a mighty work in her life, God, and and just help her to know you in a deeper way and have a deeper relationship with you and to be able to figure out what this next step of her life means, Lord. Um, just lead her and guide her. In Jesus' name, amen. FSM actually stands for Federated States of Micronesia, for wow, goodness sake. I've... Wow. Did you ever think that we would be talking to people in Micronesia? I have which never. Is out, this is like. Where is this? This is out by Australia. This is this is like a, a castaway location, <laughs> just kind of place where you get lost and like nobody comes Federated by. Federated States of Micronesia. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's pretty great. Wow. All right. I learned about a place. All right, guys. Well, listen. Um. Thanks for tuning in, Kristen. Why don't you close us out with the call of salvation? All yes, right, we always have to do this. If you have never accepted Jesus as your Savior, this is your opportunity. Or maybe you have and you kind of slipped away. Uh, you can definitely re- rededicate your life. He's waiting for you. So just follow after me. It would be the best decision you ever made. Dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, let us know about it. Send us a message or comment on the video so that we know that you are now a follower of Christ. 
If you had told me like a year or so ago or two years ago that I would be preaching in Micronesia, I, I would have thought you had lost your mind. I mean, seriously, that's pretty great. Well, listen, I love that we have a truly global ministry here uh, with friends from all over the world, Pakistan, India, like you said, Micronesia tonight, the Philippines, um, Zambia, another one. Uh, I hope the United States we get a few U.S. viewers too once in a while. Um, so, guys, thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. We're going to tr- we're going to try our best to keep doing these live episodes so that people can interact with us. Uh, until next time, as always, love you guys. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.